doing the hard work that feels like a grind only feels like a grind until it doesn't. And you have to change your mindset, your perspective, your approach to doing this. Hello, hello, Amira Alvarez here. I'm the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Unstoppable Woman podcast. Today, we are talking about grinding it out. Okay, I'm secretly kind of in love with this concept, but I understand that it trips people up and it triggers people and they think, that they have to go hard like someone else goes hard and they go down a rabbit hole and get overwhelmed and implode. Okay. I want to break this down so that it's something that you can claim to as appropriate to you and your business. So I secretly love it because there's a lot of energy behind it. There's a lot of like, when I hear a Mark Cuban or a Gary Vee or a Tom Bilou, and again, these are all guys, but there are women who have this concept that they use different language, like Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, you know, billionaire, billion dollar company. And she talks about, you know, hitting the pavement and going, going hard, um, knowing how to, really stay consistent and disciplined on on the sales side and the outreach. And she just didn't give up. She was persistent in getting Spanx out there. So um, it's not just a male qual- quality, but it is a masculine quality. If we're looking at the two essences that we all hold, the masculine and the feminine, um, it is part of that masculine side of us that is the discipline side, the focus side, the, the, the go hard side. And I love the energy of that because it's an energy of game on, let's do this thing all in commitment, decision, uh, let's go, right? Like, let's go. It's a very positive energy. It's not a, woe is me energy. I'm a victim energy. It's so hard energy. Um, it's overwhelming energy. It's a like, I got this energy. I'm unstoppable. Let's go. And I think we need that in our business. And of course there's discernment. So we are going to dive into that today in this episode. So let's get started. Okay. The first thing that I want to speak to is that grinding it out gets confused with overwhelm, burning out, doing more than you need to do in a day just to say that you've gone hard. And I used to do this. I know what this feels like. I understand. I have a very clear experiential knowledge of this. When I was really growing my business, you know, if, if you're just checking this out for the first time, you may not have heard my story, but the summary story, the really short story is, you know, first year in business, 30K, second year in business, 90K, third year in business, 138 K, but, and all of that was great. That was scaling. That was, you know, um, tripling and then another 50 K in revenue the next year. And, you know, it was all great. That felt really good, but I was working crazy long hours and I didn't know what was working and what wasn't working. And I was, you know, my big aha moment was directly related to this concept I had a go hard, like I'm going to complete 
what needs to be completed and not, um, you know, not give up, if you will, or put off till tomorrow what can be done today, that kind of mentality. But my wake-up call was one night when I was uh, working on my laptop. It wasn't a client-facing day, and I was sitting on the floor of my office. I had my laptop on my lap, literally using it as a laptop, leaning up against the couch, and it was like six-ish at night, and my husband called upstairs and was like, hey, babe, dinner's ready. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'll be right down. And I just need to get one more thing done. Like 45 minutes, an hour later, I was still working. And he was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start. He didn't give me any guilt. He didn't shame me or anything like that. There wasn't like a, a, a trip around it, but I had a big wake up call going, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to constantly be thinking I haven't, uh, I haven't done enough, um, I need to get one more thing done. The tiger's chasing me because I wasn't seeing the results. Okay. So that's the frame up. I realized that there had to be a better way and that we all have the same 24 hours in the day. So just working harder is not the answer. How does this relate to the concept of grinding it out or going hard? Okay. So it gets confused and I want to, I want to discern that. I want to um, help you understand the, the differences here and how to make good decisions for yourself. In the truest sense of the concept or the word, grinding it out or going hard, is this essence of persistence, of really just being all in and saying, yes, I love my goal so much that I will do whatever it takes to achieve it within ethical boundaries here. Okay. You, I'm not saying you're going to, you know, rip people off or hurt people or trample on people, but you have to think I want what I want. My goal is so juicy, so big, such a um, driver for me that I will be persistent in the pursuit of it. And you have to, you have to have that, that, um, that juice underneath the framework of your business, what you're going for in order to have that level of persistence. And so first it's about persistence. Second, it's about not quitting on yourself, not giving up, not saying, oh, I didn't get it done um, by 6 p.m. So I'm not going to do it. I'll do it tomorrow. It's like, oh, you, you, you have made a commitment to yourself. You have said, this is one of my top three tasks for today. This is what I'm going to achieve today. You keep your word to yourself. You pursue it until you've kept your word. Now, if your word is just unreasonable, like you are trying to do what someone who goes hard could do in a week, in a day, you're setting yourself up for failure and, and you're not working the process well. So you need to really get clear. What is it that I'm committed to today? What am I giving my word to? And then stay in commitment, stay accountable to that. Okay. So, so persistence, not quitting on yourself, keeping your word are really, uh, some key components of this and not being blocked by rejection or no's or ways that the world throws up tests, if you will, for like, do you want it badly enough? Okay. How, how much are you going to stay in persistence to your goal 
before you quit, before you say, this is too hard. They're not saying, uh, yes, I can't make sales. I can't make payroll. This, this team member quit on me. This is challenging, right? Like, how are you going to stay so committed to your goal and in the face of all the things that come up in business? Because anyone who tells you that business is a walk in the park is lying to you. Okay. Just plain flat out. In fact, life is not a walk in the park, but we can make it delightful. We can learn how to change our reactions to the things that come our way. And this has everything to do with um, what I teach around the law of relativity and the laws of the universe and changing your self-image and going from victim to creator and all these things. Please listen to other episodes of the podcast for that. Um, that being said, you can start rolling with these things so much more so much easier to the point where it feels like life is just a delight because you know how to handle it. You're resilient. But in the beginning, I will tell you that there was a push the boulder up the mountain, kind of grind it out um, period that lasted a long time until I learned how to move through my old beliefs that kept me feeling like um, I was taking things personally, um, that I was responsible for other people's reactions, that was afraid of failure, was afraid of rejection, all of these things. And it kept me in um, a fear of really staying in um, commitment with my word. I would, I would back off. I would come up with excuses about why I couldn't do something or why I couldn't do something in the time frame that I had set for myself. And I had to really learn that that was not uh, the person I wanted to be or how you become successful in business. And part of the way you become successful in business is having this unstoppability. You're not going to quit. You're going to stay um, persistent and you're going to keep your word. And I want to say a little bit more about this. Napoleon Hill wrote an amazing book that most of you've probably heard of, but if you haven't, go check it out. It's called Think and Grow Rich. It's, it's the success Bible for how to become someone who actually has success in her life and her business. And we have a whole program on that called the morning mindset club, um, where I take you through that book paragraph by paragraph, explaining what he's saying and figuring out how to apply it to your life and your business so that you can become the person who creates success for herself. That being said, he has a whole chapter. It's one of the longest chapters in the book on persistence. And this is one of the keys to being successful. You cannot ignore this, okay? It's not just me saying it. Every single person that I know who's had uber, uber, uber le levels of success, and I'm not talking about just hobby business success, which if that's what you're going for, take it easy. Make it make it easy. Do what you can every day. It's not, it's not the same thing. But if you are someone who is driven and really wants to have that kind of financial freedom where they can buy what they want, they can do what they want. There is a period where you have to really go hard and be persistent. And uh, he tells a story in the book about being three feet from gold and someone, uh, someone has uh, bought all this equipment to do gold mining. This was, you know, a couple hundred years ago uh, to do gold mining and uh, they, they work on it and they work on it and they work on it and they give up. And it was a big, 
huge disappointment and a huge failure. They had um, borrowed money from people that they know, knew, family and friends, and they just didn't hit the gold uh, vein, and they gave up after um, a, a long period of time. And they sold the equipment to someone who was smarter and hired a, an expert to figure out where the gold was and then drilled there and hit the gold vein. And the person who, uh, I think his name was Darby, um, who experienced this, who was the first person who didn't, who, who stopped three feet from the gold vein line. It was three feet and his fortune was right there, but he couldn't, uh, he couldn't get there, right? He was, he didn't stay persistent. He, instead of becoming a victim, looked at this and learned the lesson of this story and actually applied it to his new business, which was in life insurance, and stayed persistent and didn't accept no for an answer when uh, prospecting and making sales calls and things like that. So that's just a quick little story for you. And, and the concept here is most people give up early, too early. They don't recognize what it, what it actually takes to be successful. And you have to find your way of sticking with it and moving through and staying persistent. And, and sometimes the hard, the struggle looks like big disappointments, uh, results not coming fast enough, um, expenditures that were a flop, people doubting you, your loved ones actually saying you should go get a job or this isn't the right thing. Uh, this is too risky, all of that. So um, just know that the uber successful have really uh, set the the path for you to follow. And I love reading about uh, billionaires, okay? Like the people who are, are mega, mega rich. Um, I, I think about Tom Bilou, who uh, ran a health food company, Quest um, Nutrition, and then started Impact Theory, a media company, and and he is a freaking rock star and billionaire. And he talks about um, going hard and how people will look at him and say, you've already made it, right? Like, why do you have to go hard? Or um, like, if you're working so smart, why do you have to work so hard? And his answer to that was, if you just work smart, and I work smart and I, I work hard, I'm going to move my business further faster than you. And I want that. Now, he's not saying to everyone, you have to do it like me. He's saying, I, I want something so big and I don't know that I can achieve it in my lifetime. So I want to go and, and put as much as I can into it. I'm going to go I'm going to work smart and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to outwork everyone else. For me, it's less about outworking other people and more about understanding how to increase my own capabilities. Now, he also takes his health very seriously and his relationships very seriously. So he's very disciplined in uh, working out, eating well, spending time with his wife, who is a co-owner and and fellow entrepreneur. So they build the business together, but they they create um, time for themselves. And so it's not all work and no play. But he loves his business, and that's how he goes goes hard. Mark Cuban um, 
talks about how he used to go door to door knocking on doors for sales. And he, he talks about this when he hosts, uh, Shark Tank, how he loves the, the entrepreneurs that come and talk about this kind of grinded out. Like they have that level of commitment. He's looking for that. And that's a, that's a really key sign. Or Sarah Blakely, who, when she was trying to get Spanx to, um, into production, she had to keep asking different manufacturers to manufacture her, um, prototype in a particular way. And they all rejected her except this last one guy. And this was after like going to manufacturer after manufacturer. And the same thing with being persistent with getting into Neiman's. Um, she just kept calling and kept calling and kept calling. So this is the kind of persistence that we're talking about here. Another great example is Jamie Kern Lima. She's the co-founder of It Cosmetics. I love her story. Go check out her story. We did a podcast on, uh, Jamie's story and, uh, we'll put it in the show notes because I just love her story, but she kept calling banks to get funding and she kept putting, um, her product in front of people. And she kept trying to get on QVC, even when everyone in the cosmetic industry at the time was like, you're overweight and you, no one's going to want to buy cosmetics from someone like you. Well, wake up cosmetic industry the first billion dollar cosmetic company. Okay. It was bought by L'Oreal. That was a small brand was done by this woman. Okay. And her, her partner is her husband. So let's give him credit too. But they, she was on QVC night and day, like talk about grinding it out. She would do 14 hour, 20 hour, uh, stints, like I'm showing up, I'm the face of the brand, I'm doing this. She could have easily delegated this to someone else, but she was like, I'm going to do this. And, and she created a, a company that was, um, uh, purchased, I think, don't quote me on this. I don't really have it in my head. I think it was like almost $4 billion from L'Oreal. So that's a lot of pers perseverance and, and hard work and grinding it out. So the first key here is that you're doing it in uh, pursuit of your dream. You really need to have a juicy goal. Otherwise, it's just going to feel like a monkey's on your back and exhausting. Okay. The second thing is uh, that doing the hard work that feels like a grind only feels like a grind until it doesn't. And you have to change your mindset, your perspective, your approach to doing this. And, and this is how you have your breakthrough and you need to approach the things that are challenging in your business with a growth mindset. That's going to make it easier. Okay. And you need to turn it into something that you love. So if you're resentful about doing something in the business that is currently your job, right? Like you really need to, to own the marketing or you really need to own the sales or you really need to own the content creation or whatever it is that is, is like, this is what's going to move the needle in my business and you need to own it. You need to, to learn to love it. Okay. So, um, that's super, super important. Now this doesn't mean that you never delegate. Okay. I'm all about, uh, you know, fire yourself up and, and delegate as quickly as you can. However, you do not want to abdicate responsibility for the things that are yours. So in the beginning, when you're, you're, you're getting say from, 
under six figures to over six figures. Sales is your job. Okay. You can't just uh, abdicate that. You have to learn this and you have to master it. Okay. And that might feel like a grind. Marketing is your job. Okay. That might feel like a grind, but you got to do it. Okay. Then as you get uh, further and further along, you can start outsourcing some of these things and delegating it. Okay. And I want to say something else about that. In the beginning, everything feels like a struggle because you've never done it before. Okay. And the learning curve is large. Okay. So it, it's like you're, you're, you're definitely like climbing uphill. Okay. Everything is new. There's tons of doubt that you're, um, engaged in, in the, the conversation up here. You don't know what to base your decisions on. So you're not clear and that causes a lot of confusion. And, um, and in fact, you're basing your, your decisions on beliefs that you grew up with, but not necessarily the beliefs that are required to grow a business. And that can be extraordinarily frustrating because you keep thinking you're making good decisions, but you keep getting results that don't, uh, don't show that don't, don't, uh, represent that you're actually moving ahead as fast as you'd like. An example of this would be around sales, like thinking that you're pushy for following up or thinking that, um, asking for the sale again after someone has said no or no for now is, is the wrong thing to do. Instead, like a little quick nugget around this, like an, a, the accurate belief is if you have a product or service that solves the problem for the person that you're talking to, it's your job to help them to become the person who understands how to let someone know that you can solve their problem and stay persistent because you're, you're, you're saving their life, if you will. You're improving their life if you don't want to go so dramatic by helping them solve that problem. And, um, the, the, the belief that helps you move through that is not something that most people are brought up with. Most people are brought up with be polite, don't be pushy. But in fact, what if asking three more questions allowed the person to get clear about, actually, I really need to solve this and my life is going to be so much better off if I solve it. And then they're like, yes, to your product or service. Wouldn't that be an incredible impact to their lives. That's a whole different belief structure. Okay. So th that's an example. And there's so many like that. Okay. Let's move on to key number three. So, so key number three is discernment about when it's no longer your job or right for you to keep grinding it out. Okay. Some things to consider here to ask yourself. One, have you mastered this activity yourself. So a lot of people want to delegate sales before they've actually mastered sales themselves. That would be one thing. Or they want to delegate copywriting before they master it themselves. Um, there are certain things that I think you could delegate uh, before you master, but I would say that though for, for certain things, you need to know how to do them because your business is dependent on them. Okay. So sales and, and copywriting are two examples of that, but I would use that question for just about everything. Okay. Have I mastered this myself? Because then if you've mastered it and you hire someone else, then you can really assess, are they doing a good job? Do they know how to do it? All of that. Okay. Could you teach it to someone? That's the level of mastery. Okay. Is there a better uh, use of your time? 
Okay. So this is, you know, you have to be honest with yourself here. You can't be running around away from something just because you don't like it. You have to fall in love with it first and then be like, actually, I love doing this, but this is not a good use of my time. And that that's happened so many times in my business and it's an iterative process. Okay. Um, again, have you fallen in love with the activity? Okay. And it's, and it's actually hard for you to let go of it and delegate it, right? Like it's your baby. You love it. Okay. Are you the bottleneck in your business? Like is, are too many things running through you to make a decision? Then you need to lighten your load and delegate and train someone and fire yourself up so that you're not the bottleneck in your business. Okay. And you just want to double check that you are not abdicating responsibility here. That's a big one. Okay. A lot of people just don't like something. So they're like, yeah, I'll give it to someone else. Um, don't, don't do that. Okay. There's a difference between abdicating and delegating and you can feel the difference. There's an inner knowing and you have to trust that. Oh shit. I'm doing that thing. I'm abdicating responsibility. And, and you have to, you have to own that and shift gears. Okay. The next key is, is it a move the needle action in your business? Is it something right now at this stage in your business for you that's going to move the needle? Okay. We've talked about sales and marketing, but at, at different times, then there's hiring team and operations and leadership and systems and different things. Okay. So is this thing something that right now is a move the needle thing in your business. Okay. Um, if it is, you need to, to own it. And again, sometimes you're owning it at a leadership level and, and, uh, there's people doing some level of execution underneath it, but sometimes you have to own that, like grind it out execution stuff. Okay. So that's super, super important important. Have you broken through and turned it into something you love? We talked about that one already. Here's a question for you. Do you have more time than money? Okay. In the beginning, I remember I didn't have a lot of money. I really didn't. Okay. So I had more time than money, which meant that I needed to do all the things. Okay. And yet that changes and you need to start investing more and more to hire uh, to do some of the things that are not the essential need of moving actions and, but are more of the admin stuff. They, they are not as uh, mission critical, but they're still important in your business. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing them. Okay. So, and just a note here, rarely does anyone feel like they have an abundance of time. Okay. In their business entrepreneurs, if, if, if you're true entrepreneur, you always have bigger ideas, more places that you're going, bigger goals. Okay. So you're going to fill that time with, with, um, your, your, your next goals. Know that about yourself. Okay. Um, you're always wanting more and that's good. Okay. That's how you keep in the growth. Um, but so if you have more time than money, then it's your job to grind it out and do the thing. But if, when you start making more money, you do have to use that discernment. Is this something that I delegate or is this the move the needle thing that I, I need to, um, own still right now? Okay. Now the next key, key number five is you have to understand 
your stamina, your personal energy makeup, your capacity. Okay. Um, this is a controversial subject. Women have a different flow than men in general. Different women have different energy flows. Different men have different energy flows. It's not one size fits all. But generally speaking, men have more of that masculine essence in them, which can focus for long periods of time, go hard for long periods of time, be disciplined for long periods of time. And women tend to have a, a desire for more flow, like water. Okay. Now this is gross generalizations. I've been known to be very disciplined and very focused, but when it hits that, um, there's an edge for me where I go, if I go over it, I don't feel good. Okay. And I need to go back to a level of flow that is, um, less constrained, less schedule oriented, has more white space in my day. Um, so, so know that about yourself. That's a level of discernment. And here's the rub though. Oftentimes people say, I want to be in flow all the time. And they abdicate the responsibility for their thing, the things that they need to do in their business. And there's some key things that I really, um, quite frankly, drill home for my, my clients in the spirit of wealth. And, and we create a structure for it so that they can do these things and then we can have white space. Okay. So you have to be, you have to be, um, you have to use your discernment and not be fighting against, you know, oh, she said I had to do it this way and be all, uh, in resistance. You have to own the things that you need to own and then calibrate how much you do in a day to fit your energy capacity. For instance, Gary V, who's a marketer, you know, he can work 18 hour days and it lights him up, right? It gives him energy. For some people, that's the truth. For other people, that's not the truth. You have to, to really own the truth about your own energy capacity and test it out. Could you, could you do a little bit more? Could you keep your word for the day? Right? Could you keep your commitment for the day? And see if you die, you probably won't die and see if, if you don't like that feeling, can you do it earlier in the day instead of not keeping your word, right? Like these are the little shifts and tweaks that you need to make. Okay. The last question that I have for you here is, do you want to work like that? Okay. You have to know, uh, yourself well enough to be able to answer that. What do you actually want your life to look like? That's very personal. Okay. Don't use it as an excuse. Find out what you need to do and do that. And then see if you can create a whole structure around that, that allows you to really increase your capacity and your flow. So you want to know your energy levels. Um, and, and I think what I want to say here is like, what's your version of grinding it out? Okay. And what's your version um, that might include more of that feminine flow. I think that's, um, I think that's really important. Like make it your own and make it delightful. Part of this is a shift in mindset as we've talked about, uh, previously. And part of it is about being present and in that flow. So, um, that's the, the basic, uh, way I look at, whether I need to, to go harder 
or I need to step back. And oftentimes I will say, okay, this might sound confusing. Oftentimes there's, uh, there can be an addiction to the going hard because you've done it for so long. And when you step back from it, you one, don't know what to do with yourself. Um, and you want to avoid filling that with nonsense. And two, oftentimes when you step back, you realize you do better thinking or you're more creative or you have more space in your life to um, see the opportunities that exist right here, right now. So you do want to really balance these things. And again, you don't have to do it like anyone else. You have to do it in a way that works for you. So if you want uh, a PDF download of these different concepts to help you learn how to discern whether you need to go hard or to um, step back a little bit, we have a download for you. It's free. And if you go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash E288. So that's theunstoppablewoman.com slash E288. E for episode. Okay. So go grab that and I'll catch you in the next episode. Have an awesome day. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable. Unstoppable.